the power of prayer. This is part two. Uh, please do not miss next month um, because we know Father's Day is next month. My birthday is next month. So Pastor Freedom may not get a chance to teach next month because um, God has put on my heart to do bring your husbands out themes and visions for next month. So bring your husbands out, family members, any male, bring them on out. Bring them on out. They're the head of the household. Bring them out because they got to have a dream. I don't, I don't, when I dream, I don't dream small. I dream big. The vision for a green apple, I mean, the vision for Amen Always Church is not small. It's big. So as pastors, you can't be dreaming these little small or, oh, I, I, that's a little small. No, no, no. I, I, that's too much. So the power of prayer. And there's been a lot of stuff going on in the news this week that I couldn't keep up what was going on. Um, what really hit me was the school shooting. There was, it was like a spring game. It was a football game for, with, the, with high school students, and there was a shooting at the football game. Okay, and I think uh, on the news, I think they gave us an update that one person was, one person was uh, shot from one person was down. I, don't, I didn't get the full portion of that. I don't know if the person lived. I don't know if the person died. So now it's getting to the point to where they're having shootings at a high school football game. So now the news is talking about they may move it to Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons. Well, they need to do something because the kids are just out there playing football with, their, with another school they have been having rivalries with. I don't know, something like that. So now that's been going on. It's just been so much um, going on in the news that I couldn't even keep up. But that was the one thing that really uh, got me the most because I remember I was at a high school football game in South Florida. We're sitting there watching, we're enjoying ourselves, and next thing you know, gunshots. I'm like, everybody, everybody got down and said, hey, hey, head to the car. We're going, we out of here. I don't care. Let's go. Let's go. So there's been a lot, there's a lot been going on. So that's why if your son or daughter is in any type of sporting events, yes, you're going to have to pray. Even if you have to go out there ahead of time and pray that nothing happens, then you got to do what you got to do because you don't want to get a, you know, you, you don't want to be out there enjoying yourself and next thing you know, boom, shots fired, you duck in and find out your, your, um, your child was hit or you was hit and you're like, what's going on? I feel, oh, I've been hit. So that's why we have to continue to pray at all times. And our main scripture is, James chapter 5, verse number 16, and it's coming from the New Kings. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avail us much. And did I say that right? I think I did. In the King James, in the King James Version, it says, confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, firm prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And we all know that prayer means a spiritual communication with God or an object of worship. 
as in supplication, thanksgiving, or confession. So some people don't know how to pray, and we all know that. We all know that how we learn to pray. Um, back then, it was called the Lord's Prayer. I don't know what they call it now. I was looking it up and doing some research. It's, it's, they call it something different, a model, a model prayer. I'm like, really? So it changed. <laughs> so it changed from the Lord's Prayer to a model prayer. So it's, it's something that uh, people don't know how to pray when they, be, when they get saved. So that was the first thing they taught me. That was the first thing I was taught at church. Well, if you don't know how to pray, let's pray the Lord's Prayer. And every time it was like, boom, it, it, it got down in you. It's something that you thought you forgot, that I thought I forgot. I said, well, the Lord's Prayer. I'm like, oh, man, I remember. I don't remember all of it, but I remember some of it. So one of the points I want to get to you is the importance of prayer. Prayer is one of the most important things a Christian can do. It is time that we are communicating with God and should be taken very seriously. While there is a deep theological meaning in prayer, it doesn't have to be something that is complicated or difficult. Just like I'm talking to you right now, it is not hard to talk to God. It's not hard to communicate with God. It is not difficult. It's not complicated. People make it complicated. They want to make it difficult. It's not. It's just simply communication with God. You talk to God, God talks back to you. That's how it is. And we have to understand, yes, it's, I don't know how to pray. I don't know. Okay, well, all right. If you don't know how to pray, let me take you to the Lord's Prayer in the Bible that will give you an idea of what or how to pray. And Matthew chapter 21, verse number 13 says, and he said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. But ye have been, ye have made it a den of thieves. Okay, wherever you live, your house needs to be called the house of prayer. So when people come in you, because when you come home, you don't want to come home to a bunch of nonsense, of foolishness. You want to come to home to a very peaceful house. And people, people will pick it up in their spirit. Oh, yeah, they've been praying. They've been doing some praying in here because I can feel it. I can sense the spirit of prayer in this house. I can sense the spirit of prayer at this church because we pray. Yes, me and my wife, we pray every morning. We pray for the church. We pray for the members. We pray for, we pray for family members. We pray for people that we don't even know. Well, you don't know that person. Why are you praying for that person? That's not the point. I don't want nothing bad to happen to that person. I'm going to continue to pray. Well, they done treated you bad. Okay, I'm going to still pray for them. They done kicked you to the curve and they did all this stuff to you. I'm going to still pray for them. I'm going to still love them. I'm going to still love her. I'm going to still love him. <laughs> you know, we're to love everybody. Pray for everybody. You know, yeah, I know that some family members, some co-workers, I mean, They've done some things to you that you like, man, listen here. I don't want to have to work with this person, but you like, Lord, give me strength. Give me the strength to work with this person. And I had to do that on several occasions because the guy I had to work with, I was like, Lord, give me strength 
Please give me strength. You know, the second point, the purpose of prayer. The purpose of prayer. A particular, a particular conception of prayer is that if we have faith in God, we pray. And if the cause where we the cause we are praying for is a righteous one, like the health of another person. So you know someone that's dealing with health challenges. You don't condemn them. You don't put them down. That could be the person that treated you wrong. And you call that person or text that person and say, listen, I found out this was going on, so how you doing? And they'll be shocked, like, oh, man. They call. They text. And you're like, yes, I'm just checking on you because I, I, this is what I heard. I want to hear from you what is going on because, you know, there's always two sides to the story. But me, I like to go to the main source. I like to contact the person. Okay, this is what I heard. So you need to tell me what's going on so I know how to pray for you, you know. And then God will intervene in a supernatural way to make our wish come true. Yes, he will intervene. So if you are dealing with some health challenges, one thing I don't need is I don't need someone that's going to constantly condemn me or put me down or stuff like this. Listen, okay, you're out. I don't need you. I need somebody who's going to stand with me and going to believe God for 100% manifestation in my body. So I don't need someone that's going to sit on the sideline and just look. Okay, if you're going to sit on the sideline and look, I don't need you. I need somebody that's going to intercede with me. I need somebody that's going to stand in the gap with me at this time. I don't need all this going on because, see, when you have, when you deal with a health challenge in your body, you basically you're in a faith fight. So in that faith fight, there is prayer, and there are certain things that you're going to have to do that you don't want to do, but you're going to have to do. That phone rings, you're like, okay, no, I'm not talking to that person because I know what that's all about. Phone ring again. Nuh-uh, no. Call you later. Call you later. I'm, you know, right now, I need God. I need the word of God. I need healing in my body. So I don't need all this. So that's why the power of prayer is, is so important and people, and what gets me is I see it on YouTube, I see it on social media. As soon as something tragic happens, they want to call on God. I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I look at it and like, wow, is this actually is it is it actually true? I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. But we all know uh, when Senator John McCain was living, he was diagnosed with cancer stage four he was stage four he was diagnosed with stage four cancer and it was like I know people was praying for him and everything but he was like no more doctor visits no more treatment I know my time is coming so he had to prepare his he had he was preparing for himself to to go ahead and 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 that was it so um when you're dealing with things like that stage four cancer or you're dealing with um, lupus or something like that. That's something that you know that can take you out. 
So that's when you really need prayer. That's when you really need God. And that's when you really need people in your life that's going to stand with you no matter what. And 1 John chapter 3, verse number 8 says this. He who sins of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. Yes, he did. He did sin from the beginning. Remember in the Garden of Eden? <laughs> when the serpent, when the serpent told when the serpent told Eve, oh yeah, you go ahead, Eve, you can go ahead and eat of this tree. You, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And God told him, Don't eat of this tree of good and evil. You should surely die. So, yes, he sinned from the beginning. For the purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Yes, the Son of God, Jesus, was manifested so that he can destroy the works of the devil. And we have to make sure, we have to make sure that everything lines up with the word of God. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, there's going to be times where, um, yes, Slewfoot, oh, well, that's what I, back in the days, that's what they used to call him, Slewfoot. I'm like, who is Slewfoot? The devil. Oh, the devil. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, yes, um, he will, we all know that the devil, he will come to kill still and to destroy, but God said, I come that you may have life and have my life more abundantly. I want to continue to live that abundant life. I want to live that abundant life. And Jesus Christ, he will destroy the works of the devil. So even, <clears throat> even when I was, uh, I don't know if you guys seen Black Panther. Have you seen it? You seen it? And I wasn't even thinking about this. And I think it was a part of the movie. I was watching part of the movie. And, and it, it's just like, boom, it came to me. Evil will never prevail. All right. Wow, I'm sitting there watching. I'm just sitting there watching a movie, and that's what God told me. I'm like, evil will never prevail, because there's one guy in that movie. He was trying to take over, but in the end, he lost. So good versus evil. So guess who's who's going to win? Good. In other words, God versus the devil. Who's going to win? God. The, the devil didn't create me. God did. So there's nothing the devil can do for me at all. Now, he may, he may have things that looked, you know, um, in any kind of shape, form, or fashion. It may look good. It may seem good. But a lot of times you got to think about it. So, okay, is this God or this the enemy? And sometimes you're like, you got to go pray about it. And if you, if you don't be discouraged if God tells you no, that is for a reason. That's why you go to God. That's why you communicate with God. Because if God tells you no, or if God tells me no, I'm not going to get mad. I say, okay. It's a no. It's a no. And that means God is protecting me. He's letting me, he's warning me to let me know this. Hey, then later on you find out, oh, that's why God didn't tell me to do that. Because if we would have tried to get that, we would have never got it. So, it was a case, it was a, uh, uh, was one of the real estate agents I was working with, was working with, and she showed me a house. And said, oh yeah, the, um, the, the, the people, that the house is being foreclosed on, so they're trying to get all the money that they can. I'm like, what, 
That doesn't make sense because if we do all that, put all that money down and get in the house, and then they foreclose on the house, and we got to move out in three months. So therefore, I lost money. We lost money. So right then, it was like, God was like, nah. It was like a big red X. I was like, oh, nah, I ain't doing this. I'm not doing this. It's just, it's just crazy. So that's why we have to be careful of some of the things that we do. And if you're not sure, pray and ask God and get a better understanding. And he will let you know whether it's a yes or no. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't mind if God tells me no. I'm not going to get mad at him. I'm not going to get discouraged because he's protecting me because I went to him in prayer or my wife went to him in prayer. And if she tell me, say, God said no. I said, okay. I said, no. He may not tell me no, but if he tell her no, the same thing is saying no to me too. So same thing. If we praying about something and he's like, oh, yeah, I think we should do it. I said, no, God said no. Okay, well, same for Go both ways. Both go ways. It goes both ways. And point number three is why is prayer so important to God? Most Christians believe prayer deepens a per, a person's faith. Prayer can help prayer can help the believer come to a greater understanding of God's purpose for lives. Christians interpret the response that might get their prayers in the following way. God answers prayers, but not always in the way that person wants. You expecting once once you when you pray and you ask God for something or you praying about something, you expect it to go this way. But a lot of times it goes in the opposite direction. And if it goes in the opposite direction, it's better for you. Sometimes it doesn't go, and me and my wife can tell you, it doesn't go every, it doesn't go the way you want it to go. Before we started, Amen Always Church, and after, it it doesn't, we we thought I expected to go this direction, but it turned around and went to another direction, which was better for us. It was better for us, so I'm glad. I'm glad about that. Acts chapter 4, verse number 24. Oh, I got 25 here. Mm-mm. May have the wrong. I think I have the right one here. So when he so when they heard that they wrote they raised their voice to God with one another and said, Lord, your God, you made heaven and earth and the sea, and all that, that is in them. So we have, to, we have to understand why prayer is important because prayer can, I mean, just by you praying um, on your way to work, on your way home or at work, you're like, well, you can't pray here. So okay, 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 fine, fine. But you can't pray out loud, okay. I can't pray out loud, but I'm going to still pray. I'm going to still pray, no matter what. So I'm going to still pray. And even if they tell me, well, you can't pray out loud, you can't pray, I'll say, okay, all right, no problem. But I'm going to still pray. No matter if, even if I have to walk to the bathroom, while I'm walking to the bathroom, I'm praying. When I come back, I'm praying. If I walk to the car, I'm going to pray. So there's, there's, there's some organizations, some jobs where they don't want you to pray. 
But I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing uh, with me uh, when we were staying down in South Florida. You know, a lot of times I'd be out there working, working, and sometimes uh, a worship song come to my heart, and I start singing, and I begin to pray. And then my wife called me, oh, so, oh, such and such happened. I said, okay, all right, okay. See, God had already warned me in advance. So to keep me calm and keep me at peace, prayer, and I had a worship song. It went from one worship song to the next. I knew what was going on. I said, okay, all right, I'm just waiting for my wife to call me to find, let me find out what is going on. And she tell me what's going on. I said, okay, all right. All right. So it's like if God is warning you of something or telling you something, don't dismiss it. Go ahead and begin to pray. Be, be, go ahead and be, if, if pray in the natural, pray in the spirit, but pray. Because by you praying, you're preventing something bad happening to you or somebody else that's close to you or a family member or a neighbor or a co-worker. You're preventing that happen. So these are some of the things that um, we can do uh, in prayer. What do I say in prayer? Make Number one, make the right environment. The best, the best way to pray is in a quiet place where no one is there to disturb you. No one. So some people have, they go in a prayer closet. Or, or they, uh, if they have space in their office, they, um, they have a war room, a prayer room. Where they can go and pray. Well, you don't want it when you go, when you go into prayer. You don't want nothing disturbing you. You don't want no kids disturbing. You don't turn the TV off, put your phones on silent because you don't want anybody to disturb you when you're praying. Number two, praise your God. You can praise Him in prayer, and and I've seen people do that. They praise Him in prayer because they got the answer that they've been looking. They've been wanting for for a long time. Number three. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness. So if you've done something to somebody or that you made that it was like it was intentional, that you didn't mean it, but if you think that it was something that you might have done, go and ask for forgiveness. Number four, pray for blessings. And number five, thank God in prayer. So, yes, we all remember we all remember the Lord's Prayer. Yes. And that is coming from Matthew chapter number six, starting at verse number eight. Therefore, do not like them. For your father knows the things you have needed need of before you ask of him. So, yes, God knows what you need even before you ask. So even while you even even in prayer, even though you you're believing God for something or you ask for something, God already knows what you need before you need it. In this manner, therefore, pray our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's what I remembered when I was growing up. That's what they taught us in the Baptist church. I learned that from in the Baptist church. You can learn a lot of stuff in Baptist church. A lot of stuff in the Baptist church. Is, I don't see too much of that today, but you can learn a lot in the Baptist church. And that was one of the things they taught us, that they, you don't know how to pray. That was the, that was the, they, they, that's what they tell you how to pray now. Now, all the, now, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all that stuff is gone. You, you, don't have to go, you don't have to get up in front of the mic and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You don't do none of that stuff no more. I remember that. Come on, say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, you don't have to do none of that stuff no more as far as um, praying in the spirit. And that's what they was telling us to do. Come on, say Jesus. Come on, you can say it. You can say it. Come on, say Jesus, Jesus. No, you don't have to do all that no more. That's gone. That's gone. That's gone. So praying in the spirit is, is, is a very powerful thing because the enemy can't understand what you're saying. Like, what is he saying? What is she saying? Don't worry about what I'm saying. God knows what I'm saying. God knows what I'm praying for. I don't need for you to understand. It's not for you to understand what I'm saying. God knows exactly what I'm saying when I'm praying in the spirit. He knows exactly what I'm saying when we're praying in the spirit. And like I said earlier, it's so much going on in the news even with the high school shooting, it was some other stuff that I wanted to bring up. And I'm like, wow, it's just like, that's like a whole nother message by itself. That's like a whole, it's a whole nother message just by itself alone. And I'm seeing that students are getting sexually abused by the teachers. It's a, it's a, it's a constant thing. It's an ongoing thing. Even with... Um, um, what was it? I think it was something to have to do with a, a, a doctor. Yeah. Something to do with the doctor. And the lady said, I just took my child to him five days ago before this was held on the news. So that's why we have to pray. That's why it's very important that you have a good relationship with your kids because, listen, you tell your child, your son or daughter, listen, if someone at school touches you inappropriately, you need to let me know. You need to let me know. And I think there was one, another one where uh, a teacher had sex with another student. So that's still going on. That is still going on. And a human trafficking is, is something that is really big here in Jacksonville. Actually, actually it's big everywhere. That's why um, I don't think teenagers should be going to the mall or to the movies without a, an adult present. They say, why are you coming? I say, you, you, you don't understand. You understand. Somebody could pick you up and sell you for $25,000. It's all about money. It's all about money. As long as they get their money, they get, they get that, that, girl, that's, that boy or girl, they get their money, they're they moving on to the next one. It's nothing, all it is is money. That's all it is. So that's why we have to pray. And 
You know, I mean, even um, there was another one. There was another situation in Georgia. In Georgia, the two girls was on social media. They started some some mess on social media, and it ended up in the school in Georgia. I think it was Brunswick. It was in Georgia. So it went from social media to the school. And one of the girls let two people in that don't even go to the school. It was like a uh, 19 and 20-year-old. And they had to kind of blur out the people. But it was like one big fight. And the teachers were trying to stop all these students from fighting. So imagine 20 teachers trying to stop 30 kids from fighting, trying to pull them apart. And that's why they would say, even, I, I even said this, you know, you have to monitor what your kid's doing on social media. You have to say, okay, who is this person? What is this? Who is, what's this? What's going on? What's going on? Because social media could be good in some ways, and it could be bad in some ways. And sometimes people post stuff on social media, and authorities are looking like, okay, what in the world is going on? You know, some people post... Um, I think one time some, some, some guy posts on social media, he was holding two, eight, two assault rifles, like an X. I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? So that's why we got to pray because this, uh, this social media thing is getting way out of hand. It's getting way out of hand. It started with the two girls on Facebook. It started there. Then it went to the school. And then a big old fight broke out at the school because of something they was doing on social media. One got mad at the other. I don't know the case. I don't know the whole situation. But I'm sitting there watching the news. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Wow. This is, this, is, this is something. That's why we have to pray. And that's why, um, in my opinion, they should have never taken prayer out of schools. Because when I was in high school, I had a prayer group. So what's going on in school now? Uh, kids coming to school with guns and knives. None of that was happening when I was in high school. And not too long after I graduated, I think maybe two or maybe three years after I graduated, they took prayers out of school. And they should have never taken prayer out of school. So I think now they're trying to get prayer back into school. Like, wow, you should have never taken it out in the first place. Number one, it's not harming anybody. It's actually helping. It's actually helping people. So that's why um, I think that the teachers in the morning, before they go to their classrooms, all the teachers, they need to pray together. And then if I was a teacher... I anoint my room every morning. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I give you some oil, and I anoint my room every morning. I am sorry. I am so sorry. I say, listen, I, I want to be. I want to be protected by the blood. So anybody, so no foolishness going. What's going on? I say, hey man, they come in the classroom like, wow, it's very peaceful in here. Yep, that's how I want it. I want it very peaceful because you can't, you can't teach, you can't teach kids in, in chaos. You can't. So that's why they need these students and these teachers. They really need God. They really need prayer. They need prayer. And to save the unsaved, they need prayer.
Because prayer can change things. Prayer changes things. What is that saying? A family that prays together stays together. That's a true, that's a true, very true statement. That's a very true statement. They pray together as a family, they stay together as a family. Just like a church family. We pray together as a, as a church family. We stay together as a church family. And we look out for one another. So that's why it's important. That's why it's important that if something is going on, uh, you really don't want to say it, but I'm like, listen, you know, we need to know so we know how to pray. We know how to pray for you and your family because we want the very best for you and your family. You know, if you have a loved one that's in the hospital or something like that or um, under doctor's care, if you want us to come by and say, we'll, we'll arrange something, we'll come by and pray with the family and pray with the person and, you know, hey, and, and make sure the doctors will do what they're supposed to do. Make sure you're in the right, in a good hospital, you know. So that's, that's where we're at. That's where we are. You know, we are praying the very best for you at all times. And this is not... I'm not, we not, I'm not saying this just to be saying it because we do. We do every time. And my wife, we, when we touch and agree, we, pray, we are praying for the church. We're praying for the church members. We're praying, for, we're praying for family members. And also we are praying for people that we don't even know. That we don't even know. You know, I was um, uh, praying for a family here in Jacksonville that they're, they're the bishop. Uh, Alan, Alan Coleman had just passed and they just had his home going yesterday. So I was praying that they, you know, praying for the family, that they strengthen the family, then, you know, praying that God would encourage the family. And believe it or not, um, I, heard, I heard him on the radio. I'm like, you know what? I want to meet this guy. I want to, I, I want to meet him. I think I waited too late. He's in, he's in, he's in the arms of, he's in, he's in heaven now. He already made that transition. So whenever it's on my heart to meet a pastor, um, it's going to be my job to make that effort to meet with that pastor. You know, this is like, mm, no, yeah, this is the first time that's uh, happened. But the sec, the, the other, the other time, another time it happened was a pastor that me and my wife know, knew. He passed in 2009, and it was on my heart to go by the hospital to see him. He was in the hospital, but I personally waited too late to go see him. And I said, you know what? I will never make that mistake again. If I find out if someone that, if a pastor that I know that's in the hospital, I'm going to make efforts to go see him or somehow FaceTime him or something or something. Because when God tells you to do something like that, it, you need to go ahead and do it, and you need to go ahead and pray while you're on your way to the hospital, or you're making arrangements to get over there to see this person, because you need to. Because we all know, we all know that the next day is not promised to us at all, at all. So we must go if God tells, if God puts that on your heart to go see such and such a person. If you haven't seen this family member in the last three years. You need to go and see this person. Where was I? I was at one of the fast food restaurants getting some food. And one of the family members, because the lady was working, and the other guy came in. And she's like, well, I haven't seen my grandma in like a year. I'm like, 
And I started to say something. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get involved in that because, you know, I, I want to start no mess. But in my mind, I said, you need to make plans to go see her. It's very important. It's very important that we do that because um, I remember, was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago when my grandmother passed and me and my wife, we was planning to go see her. She's right in Georgia. She was right in Georgia. And the same month, we was, getting ready, we was planning to see her like at the end of the month. So that same month, I, 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 get a, I get a text from my dad on May 10th, your grandmother has passed. I'm like, oh, wow. And I didn't, I was going to, we was going to go see her. We was going to go see her. So it was, my, we was, going to, we was planning to do that and we, we, I, we just waited too late. So that's why I'm saying it's very important that if God puts that on your heart, make efforts to go see that person. Make efforts to go, oh, so-and-so in the hospital. Let me go, let me go see, see, let me go. Let me, go. Let me get up, let me, where are they at? Oh, they're in, um, they're at a hospital in Orlando. Okay, good. We're going. What? We gotta go, I gotta go to Orlando. I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go to Gainesville. I gotta go to Tampa. I, I gotta see this person. I gotta see it. Because you never know. Because you may say, I'm, I'm going to wait a couple of weeks and you get a phone call, so-and-so passed. And you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. So that's why prayer, that's why prayer is so important. That's why the power of prayer is very important to us as a body of Christ. Because we're going to have a lot of stuff that we're going to have to pray against. We're going to have to pray against this violence in Jacksonville. We're going to have to pray against... Um, the shootings at a football game. We have to pray against these church shootings. I haven't heard any church shooting um, recently, but please bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. You know, people don't think that, <clears throat> um, people don't think that, you know, you need to have um, security, but things change. Things have changed a lot, and I'm going to say in the last 10 years. Things have changed a lot. So we have a lot of stuff we're going out there. We're going to continue to pray against, you know, yes, the, the violence, the, the shooting, the human trafficking, or I call it sex trafficking, because and, and what they do is they're smart because they go to the mall. That's, that's the number one place is the mall. See, they scope out and say, yeah, I want to get her. I want to get him. But by you, by you praying and interceding, it could be like, nah, nah, I don't want her. I don't want him. So now you're preventing something happening. So that's why it's in very, it's, I mean, pray over your, your kids before they, before they go to school. And you just want to make sure that nothing happens to your son or daughter while they're at school. You know, even with the... Um, the school shooting, that was down in Parkland, Florida. That was, that was pretty bad. But then again, they brought up the other one in um, up north, the Sandy Hook, that elementary school shooting. They brought that up. I'm like, I'm like when they brought that up, I'm like, oh, I forgot about that one, where the guy went in there at elementary school and just shot, up, shot kids and teachers in the process. I forgot how many, how many, I forgot how many who, did, who died at that 
at that school. So now, now it's like now parents are rethinking, okay, do I want my child to go to public school or do I want my child to go to a charter school or private school? So now parents are making arrangements in, in their finances. You're going to go to private school. You're going to charter school. This public is getting too violent. It's getting too violent. And teachers are not feeling safe because why? People, teachers are leaving their teaching jobs for two reasons. Number one, they don't think it's safe. Number two, I'm not getting paid enough money to deal with all this. Not going to say where they're coming from. I'm going to say where they're coming from. I go, well, hey, they're paying me 35000 It's just not enough to deal with all this. I'm coming to school. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not, they're coming to school like, I'm not, coming to, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Now they want to arm teachers. They want to arm teachers. Some people afford, some people against it. I say, well, if they're trained properly, because parents want to know, say, okay, I, this, that, that, that school, they got armed teachers in there, I feel perfectly safe. I feel, if, a, if, a, if, a person, if a government was to come in, they, hey, listen, boom, he's gone. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. That's how it is. They don't, they, they want to arm some people for it, some people against it. I'm like, whatever will keep the students safe. If that's what it takes to keep the students safe, then that's what you have to do. So that's why Yes, that's why the power of prayer is so important. We have to continue to pray, no matter what. No matter you see, you see what's going on, you begin to pray. You know, even we driving, we're driving, and if there's an accident, Pastor Frida, she start praying. She start praying, make sure that person is okay, make sure that's that type of thing. Like, why? Why you do that? You don't know the person. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because. You want someone to do the same thing for you. You want somebody, somebody to pass them by. And, oh, they, if they want to stop and pray, that's fine. But you want someone to do the same thing for you. So that's why when, wherever we're driving, wherever we're going, when it's an accident, okay, she prayed for the person. Now, sometimes we look at accident. If it's not, it's just like a little fender bender. We're like, okay, we know they pray. It's okay. It's a little fender bender. But then when you get the when a paramedic's involved, you see a, a, a gurney, a stretcher come out, then you're like, okay, yeah, we, we need to pray. We need to pray because we don't know the extent of what's going on with this person. We don't know the, if, if they're going to have light-threatening injuries where they may not make it. So did you get from something from that today? Okay, come on up, Pastor Frida. Yeah, I know she's a diva, right? Praise the Lord. All right. So um, 